This episode is brought to you by Audible. If you're like me, you realize your adulting needs to include more reading. But guess what? You don't have to lug around books or an e-reader. Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash gayside to take advantage of this great offer and elevate your reading status. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash gayside. Before we start the show, I just want to say that my prayers are with Florida and all of the Caribbean islands that have been affected by Hurricane Irma and may be affected by upcoming Hurricane Jose. Again, you guys are in my heart and I'm hoping that the devastation won't be too dramatic and that there won't be too much loss of life and hopefully the areas affected will be able to bounce back quickly. I know that It seems like we're still dealing with the aftermath of Harvey, and now here we go again. So again, you guys, prayers up to Florida and the Caribbean islands, and now let's get to the show. Welcome, everybody. This is another episode of Gay Side Stories with Trillificent, all LGBTQA all the time. This week, I have another returning guest from one of my, if not the most popular episode that I've done to date. I have Devon, a.k.a. Deviant Onyx. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me again. It's a pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Yes. Glad that we were able to do this. Um, Yes. So let's get into some shit. Yeah. All right. All right. So first and foremost, you guys know, we start off with the school in life. We do this every week and every week I just pull something out of my ass. Uh, (laughs) Okay. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) My school in life for this week is really uh, getting my shit together. Um, I need to, you know, I've been needing to get my, my eating together. I need to get my, my workout regiment together so i've really been focusing on that and making a plan because i found that instead of i'm not the kind of person that can just do it because if i just do it and i don't have the steps lined up then i'll fall off very quickly so i'm trying to do something different this time and i'm actually planning so i'm planning my meals i'm planning my workouts what i'm going to do when i'm going to do it trying to structure my day a little bit more so that i can actually get to the places that I want to get as far as my health. There's some vanity in it. Yeah. You know, I want to lose weight. I want to look good. I want to, you know, do whatever, blah, 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 be an Instagram thought or whatever. But the main focus is my health. And for me, knowing my body, the way that I do what they say is true, but I think it's a little bit further for me. They say that dieting or whatever you want to call it is 80% what you eat. For me, I would venture to say it's probably like a smooth 92% my body is so sensitive to what I eat. So that's probably been my main part because as far as working out, I mean, if the machines are there, I'm going to get on them and use them. That's all great. I have an Apple watch. I can track my calories to a degree, but my big thing is food because I likes to eat and I like to eat shit that I know is not good for me. So really structuring and planning meals and how I'm going to, you know, when I'm going to eat what, I mean, down to the snacks, what am I going to eat for a snack when I start, you know, getting a little rumble in my tumble? 
then I, you know, I'm going to eat tuna fish or I'm going to eat this or I'm going to make these for this. I'm going to I'm going to have oatmeal for breakfast. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So really trying to have a plan. And that's been my school in life for this past week. What about you? Well, I could have. I can piggyback on yours and say I'm doing the same. But for me, it's being consistent and finding things that I enjoy doing. Because if I don't enjoy doing it, I'm not going to do it. And I'll fall off instantly. So it's just being consistent and finding the joy in doing it. Amen. And my other piece of school to life is just know that life is going to continue on without you. Like, I know, like, people who want to pull themselves away, but like, oh, I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit back real quick and gather myself and then you like as you're sitting back you notice that people are still doing things without you like the world is continuing to go around you you're not too big to make the world stop when you need a break the world is not going to take that break with you and it's just something that i realized and i somebody around me realized it too like i know that uh, a friend of mine was going through something and it was like i just want to take a break i'm gonna i'm gonna sit down real quick so then they get on um they get on like social media and they see that their friends is like continue to have a good time without them. And it's like, damn, these bitches partying without me. I'm like, well, damn, bitch, you did say you want to step back because you step back. They supposed to step back too. No, nah, that's not going to happen. So I feel like you're coming for my edges right now. <laughs> not at all. Not at <laughs> and, all. And um, I would say that I don't appreciate it, but clearly this is something that I needed to hear. But, you know, I'm still <laughs> brushing my edges right now. Because they feel a little singed. I didn't come for your edges. They they there. They there. But it's just like it's it was kind of a self attack on myself also. It's just like just because you're not doing it doesn't mean it's not gonna happen and other people are gonna enjoy it. Right. But no, it's true because I struggle with that. I feel like if I if I need to get myself together then I need to take a break and I need to do this. And I've really been struggling with that because in the past, I've been good for falling off the face of the earth for a hot three months. And people be tweeting and everything like, where is he? And I'm just off doing my own thing. But back to your point with consistency with the show, you know, I have to kind of stay engaged and schedule these posts to go out and everything. So and plus with the TV that's on, you know, Game of Thrones and Insecure and all mm. the other shows that I like to get on and see what people say and tweet my own few little rinky dink jokes. So it's like, can I really take the kind of breaks that I used to take? Is that healthy? Because if I'm calling myself to the mat and really being honest, were those breaks really all that beneficial? Like did I right. accomplish what I wanted to accomplish? during that break or was it just a here's an excuse for me not to tweet <laughs> right you know a break I mean? it turned into an end real quick come on with this word mm-hmm. all right so now that we've sufficiently dragged ourselves <laughs> if you can't drag yourself how are you gonna drag somebody else listen learn how to drag yourself because then you will never be concerned when someone else tries to come for you amen if you get on your shit yourself nobody else can get on you for it Hello? Write, th- write that down Put it on a t-shirt. Give us the proceeds. Um, at least a slice of them. Uh, a good 15%. Right. Okay, so let's move on to the Come Quick segment. I don't have much here. I did another Twitter poll. You guys know. I say this every week. Uh, you know, these Twitter polls are just, they fly from my fingers. I don't know. So this week's poll was, who was your favorite sister from Charm? 
And obviously the four choices are Phoebe, Piper, Prue, and Paige. Who? Oh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So, with an over... Not overwhelming, but with the majority of the vote, 39% said Phoebe. 35% said Piper. 26% said Prue. And a whopping 0% said Paige. Y'all didn't have nothing for Miss Paige Matthews, and that is funny to me. She she just didn't bring anything. She was just there. I liked Paige, but definitely because the way that the shift of the roles once Shannon Doherty was off the show, like even with Piper supposing, you know, Piper is the oldest sister, but Phoebe was kind of the star, so Paige had to pay her play her role. So, with that being said, who was your favorite sister then? My favorite was actually Piper. Okay. I just, I just identified with her and the way she used her power. She'd be like, yeah, in the middle of conversation, mm-hmm, I don't like the way this is going. You're frozen. I'm walking away. Bye, bitch. <laughs> and she always had like a good one-liner or a good facial expression to just get it done. She was, she was that bitch. And then after Prue died, she became like the super witch. And she was the HBIC. Phoebe was great. She was, she was just, yeah. Phoebe was the Carrie Bradshaw of the show. She was running around in great clothes, looking for love in all the wrong places. Wasn't she? Oh, damn. Damn. That was that's accurate. That's what it was. That was accurate. I think that's why everybody likes her. Cause they, it's just the Carrie Bradshaw character. That's all it was. I mean, I liked Phoebe just because she was the one that experimented a lot with her looks, you know, um, Alyssa Milano had a different hairstyle every damn season. She was so fickle. Every season. And I like that because everyone else kind of looked the same all the time. I think Paige tried it a little bit and it was like, sit down. Although I liked Paige. I liked Paige. But if I had to, I think my favorite sister would probably be Piper. Um, Piper has. Right. Now, granted, this is outside. This is independent of the Leo drama because that shit blew my nerves to smithereens, just like her powers used to. We could, we could. That Leo drama was getting on my nerves. Now, you know, I saw it for Leo a little bit when he was like thick, and they used to put him in them pants that showed off his ass. But that's besides the point. Mm. Um. And then I guess next would probably be Phoebe. I liked Phoebe, Phoebe, but Phoebe did the most. Um, and then Prue was used to be on the bottom of my list because I used to hate Prue. And when I got older and I rewatched the series, I like I would I would watch the series because I have it on DVD, and I would just not watch the first three seasons. <laughs> I'd be like, "Fuck what? Prue! I don't <laughs> I don't like Prue. I don't honor her." I don't see it for her. And one when I rewatched the series years ago, I finally watched it from the beginning. And seasons one through three, I was like, you know what? Prue is not that bad. I was I think what it was is that they gave her a little too much to the yeah, point they, where it they, because I don't like when it's like a team and the rest of the team can't function without the one person. It's like I get it, she's the most powerful, she's the oldest. I get it. Y'all gave her all the fucking powers. You gave her all the drama. 
I mean, Phoebe, you know, the dick was evenly dispersed. So that's fine. But when I rewatched, it, I was like, okay, Prue is not that bad. Her death was kind of boo-boo, but whatever. They she like, should have went out way better than that. She should have, but they were like, bitch, you got to get the fuck off this set. <laughs> Clearly, because it showed. <laughs> Ooh, I, I just feel like that table read was so awkward. <laughs> if they had one. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it probably just showed up like, bitch, I know my lines. Let's get this shit going. Right. I'm down today, right? Okay, I'm just going to lay in this corner. Right. We good? All right, y'all throw my stump though through the wall, and then I'll lay in the debris, and then we'll be. Yeah. It's a wrap. Okay, bye, bitch. Mm-hmm. HR got my check at the door. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on. Um, the main topic for this week is going to be colorism. Now, I had this in the books for a long time. I was actually supposed to do this with uh, another guest, but that kind of fell through, and this got resurrected because. I was on Twitter and I just, I guess I just had a thread in my heart and on my fingertips because I started tweeting about what it was like growing up for me personally with having a darker skin tone. And that just ballooned into this whole thing about all of the insecurities that I used to have about my skin and all of that good stuff. So, but my original idea for this episode came from, ethnics.com they had a month where they were talking about color and it was color meaning you know skin tones and different ethnicities and races with varying skin so i wanted to start off with a mind you the month was that was in may when they did that so you guys go back uh on their site and see what contributions they have for that so i want to start off with honor in chief um he is the head guy he put it together he's the i don't remember the exact word there's a word for what he is to that and i can't think of it right now it's a shame in podcasting but whatever (laughs) he goes by chief and they had a lot they have a lot of different contributors um one that i wanted to highlight was ian haddock he's actually from houston and dr john paul you probably have seen him on twitter check out his ted x talk it was amazing so with that being said, shout out to ethnics.com. If you haven't, you guys, free promo. You guys go check that out. It's a space for LGBT POC, you know, specifically designed for us. So let's get into this conversation, shall we? Let's go. With all that being said, you guys can probably tell this is going to be a heavier episode, but we need these conversations. It's very important. So let's start off with actual skin tone. So my first question is, have you ever wanted to be light skinned or lighten your skin at all? Yeah, I have. It was like all through like, I would say it started around sixth grade because that's when like you're, you start to get a little conscious of your image and how you want to project to whoever you're trying to attract and all that. So around that time, I would see what the little girls or little boys or whoever, what they would go after. And I would want that for myself. Mm-hmm. So I would look in the mirror and be like, well, I don't have this. I can't have this. So what can I do to get that? It was always the little light-skinned boys with the light-skinned eyes or the light-skinned girls with the long, pretty hair, light eyes, whatever. It was always like the lighter-skinned kids who would get the attention. And the dark-skinned kids would just be off to the side or be the ones chasing after these kids. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I kind of want that for myself. I actually did at a young age, like around middle school, I did start to look into whitening products. 
never used them, but I did look and in, look into them. Okay. Just, uh, I have to agree. Uh, when I was younger, I always felt different. I hated looking different. I hated being in pictures because if the lighting was bad, all you saw were some eyes and some teeth. If I was smiling. Ooh. Oh, and the Halloween. I call that the Halloween effect. Listen, out here looking like a whole damn shadow. Right. And just like you, like a lot of darker people, I wish my skin was lighter. And I always thought that my skin was bad. A lot of it having to do with the tone, how deep it was. And I was so used to not seeing a lot of darkness around me, or at least it not being celebrated. Mm-hmm. And it was strange to me whenever I would see someone that was dark skinned, like be in a relationship or be desired, because I'm like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Even down to my hair, it was just like I my hair was kinky, so I never wanted to grow it out because like I can't be dark and then have this kinky ass hair. You know, the slave jokes are just going to be nonstop. And it was it took a long time for me to reconcile that my there's nothing wrong with my skin. Like it looks good mm-hmm. and I don't have to be ashamed of it and I don't have to be lighter to be accepted, even if some people try to perpetrate that. I know my truth is I don't have to be lighter for anybody to accept me. You either accept me as I am or you can get the fuck. Right. So my next, uh, sorry. I was was like, right. We can send you your bags. (laughs) It's better that you go home than not have your bag. Hello. She told y'all. Anyway. So my next point was family. So do you look like any of your family? Like, do you have the same skin tone or does any of your family have the same skin tone as you? The funny thing is I look like my family. I'm just the dark skinned version of everybody. Mm. Like there's dark, like on both sides, my like my mom's side and my da- dad's side, there's like basically a color scale of all of us. We have a color for, we have like a person that hits each color, but we all look the same. Huh. But Okay, so my follow-up question to that would be, did you ever feel like you were kind of less than or were they more superior because of your skin tone being darker than theirs? I wouldn't, I don't know. Like, I feel, I did feel superior. I mean, not superior, less superior in the family scale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the word. Words mean things. Listen, sometimes it's hard. Words be like, look, girl, we don't have time for you. And I'm like, but I need you right now. Exactly. But yeah, like I did feel that a little bit, but I think that was just from an internal source. Like when I think back on it, uh, my family never actually did anything to make me feel that way. Okay. Now that I think about like out of like harshness, like of course there's the family jokes playing around joking, but other than that, there was no like malicious intent to make me feel that way because of the darker skin tone right okay um for me and my immediate family i was the darkest one like out of me my brother my stepfather and my mom and it was just very strange to me growing up because while we were all black again no one was my shade of black and when you when you when i looked at those pictures i'm like i just don't fit you know like my mom is lighter skinned She's not light skin, to so to speak, but she's you know like a light caramel, whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know my my stepfather was a 
straight up brown. My little brother was a straight up brown. And then here my crunchy black ass. And I'm just like, I just don't fit. I don't, this does not look like it, it fits. You know, I didn't have a concept of truly understanding that black is so many different shades. Right. Like um, that stuff like that isn't taught for real. No, it isn't. It's just kind of sometimes some families and I'm speaking for myself, they just it's just kind of a, a given that you're part of the family and it's fine. Like nobody cares what your skin looks like. But that is something that sometimes it needs to be addressed because you could be like me and have all this these internalized damning feelings and you don't know where it comes from you don't understand it and you go to school and like you said everybody's chasing after the light-skinned people after the pretty odd people so much so to the point where when you see a dark-skinned person being celebrated you're like what the fuck is going on like are y'all high like are y'all stupid not realizing that that's just how it is you know everybody's skin tone is different and they all can be celebrated albeit it's not equally especially you know in middle school or high school mm-hmm. when everything is about looks but I never really voiced how I felt about my skin tone because of the nature of my relationships with my parents growing up but there were times when I did let them know or let it be known that I felt like I was ugly I didn't say specifically it was because of how I looked or you know my nose is too big or whatever the case may be but a lot of it had to do with my skin tone mm-hmm. and my mom gave me a little encouragement here and there. You know, she was kind of like that, that stern, like ain't nothing wrong with how you look. You need to be confident and da, 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 da. And it's easy to tell people to be confident, but the, the, the hard part is how do you, how do you explain to them to be confident? Yes. How do you find that confidence and how do you, you know, get like to it, the Exactly. If someone's asking you, if you're telling someone you just need to be confident, the follow up question is, well, how do I do that? And what's the answer to that? Because it's different for everyone. Everyone finds their confidence in a different place or in a different way. Yeah. And with me, I was the opposite. Me and my mom, as a young kid, me and my mom had multiple conversations of how I felt ugly because I was a darker skinned person. Mm -hmm. My nose was wider than everybody else. Like, I remember, like, one conversation. We were leaving a family gathering, and it was just like I was in the back seat, quiet. And she's like, "What's wrong with you?" And I was like, "I don't want to talk about this." And then like she just kept pushing it until when we got home, we sat down, and I told her like, "I don't feel attractive. I'm dark skinned. Everybody else is lighter than me. Even you're lighter than me. Your lips are smaller. I mean, your lips are different than mine. Your nose is smaller than mine. How did I end up like this? Like I'm ugly." And she's like, after this conversation, she just sat there and cried because she didn't understand where this came from. Mm-hmm. And she just wanted to understand how, how I got to this place. And she was like, almost like she was pissed because she thought it was something that the family did. She was about to go and like cause a scene. But I was like, no, this is just something that I feel on my, on my inside. She's like, you need to be confident. I'm like, how do I be confident? This like, I see what gets praised and I'm not what's get I'm I am not what is getting praised. Right. So there's no hope for me at all. Like so I'm just here. Like I'm I'm unhappy about something I can't change. So I'm just gonna have to suffer through it. She's like, you don't have to suffer through it. 
you are you, you're beautiful, you're going, she told me, you're going to realize it one day, and when that day comes, nobody's going to be able to stand in your way. Mm-hmm. And like, I just held on to that. And every time I would feel a little bit down about my appearance, my skin tone or whatever, I would think about that. And I guess that's one of the things that kept me going. That's interesting because with me, I whenever I did get encouragement, I would take it with a grain of salt because I felt like they were just saying whatever to placate me. Like even when I had random adults or teachers that would call me handsome and I'm just like, eh. and every now and then, uh, there would be teasing that would come from my mom or my stepdad. And usually that would not be a big deal. But like I said, because of the nature of our relationship, I internalized a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And what you say is true, but it took me a very, very, very long time to, it felt like a lifetime. It took me to get to the point where I was like, you know what? This skin is popping. Right. So let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about growing up and actually let's get into the school aspect a little bit more. So were you, (laughs) I probably already know the answer to this, but I want you to relate some of your experiences anyway. So Mm. were you teased or bullied for your skin? I sure enough was starting in, I would say, um, it was middle school. So, when I went to middle school, I went to a whole different school than the um, people I went to elementary school. So it was like a whole new set of people. I was the new dark-skinned boy. And I was, for a while, I was that new black-ass boy or that tar baby or, like, black motherfucker. Like, all that. I was all of that because I was new with the dark-skinned thing. It was it was trash. It was, ter- it was terrible. It was like the... And I, I've had like long hair for majority of my life. So that black ass boy with that long ass hair, mm-hmm. you look like a fucking, uh, it was like a cartoon character. I can't remember the name, but it was like black skin with like ponytails that would stick up in the air. And I remember one time somebody printed that out and put it on my locker. Wow. Now like it hurt, but like, I'm like, really? That's what we're going to do here. And I was like, I just, refused to let that get me down like it, i had weak moments but i was like no this is not going to affect me it was wow mm-hmm. it was crazy mm-hmm. um for me i didn't really get bullied a lot but i think that that was because i hmm, walking in my truth <laughs> <laughs> i was not the nicest child so the only time when I would get, I guess, what you would call bullying, it wouldn't even, I couldn't even call it bullying, is if I got into it with somebody, then that low-hanging fruit of, oh, you know, whatever, tar baby or black ass and all of that kind of stuff would come out. But outside of that, like I very seldom had people just randomly come up and and call me names or tease me or whatever the case may be. Now, I did have instances where i mean people will call me ugly but i don't know if that had anything to do with my skin tone or if my nose was too big or whatever the case may be um i remember specifically one instance where i don't know if i was getting into it with somebody or if they was just talking shit i remember i had all white on like i was fucking diddy and shit and somebody 
And somebody was like, nigga, you look like an Oreo. And everybody laughed. And usually I would be mortified. But me being me, you know, I think I just started going off and we started going back and forth. And, and it was, you know, it wasn't like serious, serious. But again, here I am. This was in this was in what high school, maybe middle school. And I'm 33 years old and I still remember it. You know what I mean? So it's those type of things, those interactions that stick with you. Mm -hmm. So did you have any other challenges like growing up, not specific to school, but just growing up? No, it was just like the self-conscious, being like uh, self-conscious about my skin. Like, well, I can't do this because I'm dark skin. So this will, this won't work with me. Things like that. Right. I can't wear this because my, my skin is too dark. I can't yeah. do this. I can't, I can't wear black because I'm, I'll am i be too black. Or I right. can't wear this color because it'll... Can't wear like, black because you'll be too black. Can't wear white because you look like an Oreo. And it's just like... Oh, oh. Can't, you know, got to make sure the lighting is right for the pictures. Or just... I got to the point... And that might be why I don't like pictures to this day. Because... Actually, it probably is. Because I always showed up again looking like fucking goosebumps in the pictures mm-hmm. and I hated that I hated not my features not showing up and me not looking like an actual person in pictures where the lighting was bad and you know back then the lighting was always bad because the cameras were shitty yeah um for me I didn't yeah I didn't have too many challenges outside of the home um but I I, I think that that may have been just because a lot of times when I'm in settings, I kind of settle as either the quiet one that you don't bother or the funny one. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think I'm funny. I mean, I just randomly say shit sometimes, but I don't think I'm like comedic level funny. You know, that one person that's like, you know, doing the most, they Kevin hard at all times. That's not me. Right. With um, me, it was like, another thing was like, I didn't want to fall into the angry dark skin stereotype. Mm hmm. So I had to be a little bit extra outgoing, a little extra more funny, a little extra more uh, radiant in social settings. And like, I really didn't want to be that like out that much outgoing, but I had to because I didn't want to be that angry, dark skinned person in the corner. Mm-hmm. Now, I was like you and, you know, obviously confidence was lacking, but I did notice that there were other dark skinned people around me. And they had all of the confidence and I never understood, like you said, I never understood why I didn't feel the same way or where it came from. I thought something was wrong with me. And case in point, I remember again, it's funny the things that you remember. There was this guy that was, I mean, he was dark. He may have been darker than me. Mm. Not that I'm the darkest ever in life, but he was pretty dark and his girlfriend was when I say polar opposite, like his girlfriend was like the, like Alicia keys. And he was like, uh, diamond Hunsu. Kamora Lee and diamond Hunsu. I got it. Right. Exactly. And it was so odd to me. I was just like, first I'm thinking to myself, how did he, how did they even get together? Because he is so he like me. He's so dark and people don't like that. And I, again, it's something else that I internalized. Obviously, didn't have nothing to do with me. I didn't know them people. I'd never met either one of them. I think they were a grade higher than me. But just seeing them on the bus every day and seeing them around school, I just, I could not grasp the idea of a person that liked being attracted to someone that dark. 
Because to me, it right. felt foreign. Right, like, like happy, dark-skinned people in relationships weren't really You didn't see seen. it that often. Right. Even when people would be like, light skin is out, dark skin is in, it's just like, even then, the dark skin that's in, is us- it usually looks a certain way. The features right. are a certain way, you know? The wider the nose is, the less likely you are to be in, you know what I mean? Things like that. So... Let's switch gears a little bit more and let's talk about the actual community. Community, I mean LGBTQ community. So, do you feel like lighter skin is still put on a pedestal within the gay community? Now, I'm yeah. I don't even know. Like I can't even tell. Like I look and I'm just like I guess like I've gotten to the point where I don't really care about that. That's not my tribe, so I don't really focus on that. And I see, like, an even distribution, but I do see, like, if you do pay attention, you do see the um, the lighter skin will be the prettier ones and all that, and the darkest, darker skin is supposed to be, like, the more aggressive ones. And that's what, that's the type that is praised, I guess. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, the, the light skin is, lighter skin folks are still the, um, the, the holy grail i guess like when you see the club fires and the advertisements on ig for these parties and stuff like that it's always some light-skinned dude there's like a ton of light-skinned dudes but it's only like one or two dark-skinned guys on there right usually if you get a dark-skinned dude now that you know it may be like when, some light-skinned dudes and like a brown like yeah a, like when i say dark skin i mean like like a crayola brown say, maybe like a similar like a sienna or something like that a nice come on sienna <laughs> like a little bit darker than the paper bag right um i think that there is a significant portion of the community that values lighter skin and more than just a preference but i've also found that a lot of times it is younger people and i, yeah. I wonder if that's just a maturity thing like you grow out of that at some point and realize that it does not fucking matter or if you like light skinned guys, you don't have to be an asshole about it. And you don't have to be a piece of shit to darker skinned men just because you don't find it attractive or you don't like it. I think a lot of evidence, though, that comes a lot of evidence for me anyway, is a lot of the memes that keep getting put to light. Whereas light skinned men versus dark skinned men. Right. Like you get on Facebook in the Facebook groups every day. You see somebody light or dark. Which one do you A, B, C or D? And A and B will be light skin and C and D will be dark skin. And it's just like, why does it matter? I don't get it. It's like all of the which gets your gravy bubbling type scenarios. You know, if you if a dark skinned man came to save you and a light skinned man came to save you because you was drowning, which would you go with? And it's like, what the fuck kind of scenario is that? First of all, mm-hmm. I blame Tyler Perry for um, for continuing that also. Sister Mary Tyler Perry. I just. Yes. Every movie, the angry, the 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 devil dark dark skin man is ruining this uh, light brown woman's life, and the, the light skin man need to come and save her. Yep. I was say, ugh. Anyway, we don't we don't honor her, so we don't. We her. don't. <laughs> we do not speak that name. So I spoke it. A, I spoke about this a bit, and I want to touch on it a little bit more. Uh, but do, I think you said you agree that there's kind of one type of dark skinned black man and woman that gets real shine 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's your Lupitas and it's your your Idrises, the ones that are that kind of seem as exotic, right? Exotic, or you know, there's just something about their features that are very smooth and, mm-hmm. um, I guess maybe foreign. I don't know because Idris Elba to me looks like a regular black. I mean, he's attractive, but he still looks like a regular black man. So I don't really know where that comes from. Yeah, it's like I mean, you definitely have to be attract. Like you have to be good looking. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's call it what it is. Like it, very seldom are you seeing an average looking dark skinned man or woman get any kind of shine. They have to be exceptionally good looking. Right. Like then that's the thing. Like they have to be that and then some compared to the standards of the lighter skinned individuals. Right. right. Like they have to be a. They have to be a 10 on the scale and they have to have something extra for them. So it's like they look good, but they're also they got a British accent. They look good or they have like this super, super smooth, dark skin. They're from Africa or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that, I feel like that's what it has to be for it to be praised. And, and also it's just like we can't have a group of like a group of dark skin people can't shine at one time. Like it's like one male and one female gets their shine at a time and once that star fades we find another one to put in their place right 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 i will add to that a little bit and i will say it's usually like you said perfect skin usually with the beach body perfect smile perfect white ass teeth and they have usually they're showing a lot of skin mm-hmm. and then that's when you see all of the praise and all of the melanin tags and all of that kind of stuff especially like on instagram and stuff as far as looks though i don't and we could be wrong but from what i observe and what i consume i don't see a lot of variance in the the features of darker skinned people that are you know popular or Mm -hmm. praised it's just like i'm just speaking for myself like the the popping dark skinned people i see on instagram or twitter or whatever they all have similar attributes they're all the beach body, gym body folks, mm-hmm. the perfect skin. And they all have like something that would make, not make them the average Joe Smo from around the way. Right. And that's just what I notice. Agreed. Um, and I mean, to be fair, beach bodies really, no matter what your skin tone is, what gets the praise on Instagram. But do you feel like non-blacks and some blacks try to sweep issues of colorism under the rug with the whole stop begging whites to love you rhetoric um okay well first of all i don't beg the whites to love me mm-hmm. so that's not even my ministry but i i see it and i know it's there like they don't want to address it so they do just trying to dismiss it or whatever for me, I feel like there are a lot of instances where that's true because there was a time where it seemed like there was a lot of articles coming out where they were like, stop begging these white people to love you. You need to love yourself and da 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 And it was, it was crazy to me because I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's so dismissive to say that. Like, stop begging them to love you. Just love yourself because that's not the argument. The argument is don't reduce me to just a skin tone or a shade. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with whether or not I love myself, but because whether or not I love myself, that's not going to stop a white man from being on Grinder and being like, oh, you dark monkey, oh, mud butt looking, blah, 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 blah. 
No dark butts and stuff like that. All of that kind of stuff. And I think that there are a lot of instances where a lot of guys will say they like darker skinned men because it sounds nice. Because they don't want to be problematic. Exactly. It's like, it's what I'm supposed to say. Say, and uh, another example, and this is fitting with you being on the show is on Tumblr. When guy, when they post on there, Oh, I love me a big boy. And then you look at their Tumblr and it's all beach bodies. Mm-hmm. Or they'd be like, I love, you know, dark skinned men. And you look at there and it's all light skin. And it's just like, what is the truth, sis? What is the actual and factual truth? And a lot of times dark is subjective, like the, the term obviously, but a lot of times in the community, people, try to equate just being average paperback brown with dark Dark. that's Mm -hmm. not like we don't have the same experience i'm not saying that i'm not taking away that i'm not saying light-skinned people don't have certain experiences i'm not saying brown people don't have certain experiences but for what we're talking about right now darker skinned people we have a way not way different but we have a different experience than your average brown and it's again to me dismissive it's like you know you're not dark-skinned but right. you're sitting here trying to lump yourself in with darker skinned people like, oh, woe is me. And, da, 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 da. and it's like, I'm not saying you don't have your issues, but you're not caught. You're, nobody's going to call you midnight. You right. know what I mean, no one's going to call you a black hole or nothing like that. Something that's super dark because you are not. Like, that's right. not that's not your narrative. Right. So it is hard to move on and have the conversations and really understand what's going on when people are constantly trying to adopt a narrative that's not theirs. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that white people do. They want to be oppressed so bad. And it's like, I'm not saying that white people don't have oppression that they deal with, but you don't have to make it up. Like life is hard enough. Don't don't make it worse than it already is. So let's switch to dating. Have you had any specific issues you've come across being dark skinned in your dating life? Yeah, again, um, self-conscious. Uh, so like if I'm out in, in a setting and I'm talking to somebody, we're have a conversation and I notice them that they're checking somebody out and I look around and it's like the lighter skinned dude or the lighter dude than me. And I felt like that's always like a common theme when like trying to interact with somebody on a dating level. It's like I will always be second choice to those mm-hmm. lighter skin individuals. That's just one of the issues that I've noticed. Okay. Um, have you ever been in any situations where you felt like your skin was being fetishized to flip the coin? Yeah, it's like, well, anytime somebody like, well, I love how dark your skin is. And I, I kind of feel a little iffy about that. Because it's just because there's a fine line between admiration and fetishizing. Yeah, like I love the contrast of your dark skin against my skin. I'm like, yeah, really? No, you just made it kind of mm-hmm. awkward. I really don't like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, I guess. I mean, y'all know that I don't. I don't like men. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't have too much dating experience, but I don't think I've come across too, too many issues with my skin being dark. And I think part of it was because I want to say I talked about, I've talked about my first boyfriend on the show before, and I talked about this on Twitter in that thread. 
it was kind of set the tone for me because my first boyfriend was like that. He was like, man, you know, something about you dark skinned niggas. And he was a light skinned nigga. And that really kind of set the tone that, okay, maybe my skin is not so bad. And if somebody's going to dislike me and it's not going to be because of my skin, it'll be because of something else. And, but that didn't, and even in that situation, it was shocking though, initially to find myself to be desired because of my skin, not solely because of my skin, but that being a desired. Right. Like that's one of your positives going on with you. Right. Now you talk about like grinder and shit like that. And then you mm-hmm. usually just reduce to a bunch of, I'm a black guy. So I get a lot of messages like BBC. Like they literally will just BBC question mark or how big is your dick? Come fuck me now with your big dick. And it's just like, my name is not Lawrence and you're not getting this dick for $46. So not even a, bro- a bottle of uh, Mike maker's mark. Absolutely not. <laughs> or they just send you ass shots. And I feel some kind of way when they do that because it's almost, it feels like they think, okay, you're, you're a big dark black man. You're supposed to be the aggressor. You're supposed and, to be super sexual and always thinking about sex and want to fuck anything with a willing hole. And it's like, that's not my ministry, number one. And number two, a lot of these holes that you send me, they look abused. And I don't want no parts of that. And then on Growler, I've gotten a lot of messages, mostly from white guys saying something to the effect of they love black cock and asking if they can worship me and I'm just like cock I'm sorry you know sometimes I don't know and it's funny because a lot of times they do that and they think that they're being flattering and that shit is not flattering because Mm -hmm. they have no concept of what you've dealt with or what you deal with what you struggle with internally with your skin and they come at you kind of sideways and it's not flattering. Like, I get it. If you like my skin, great. But okay. I, I attribute that to if you are for straight people or, you know, just what you see. If a man is interested in a woman nine times out of or eight times out of ten because men are trash, he's not going to constantly harp on her titties are nice. And that's why he want to talk to her because she got nice titties. Right. Like maybe he'll say it, maybe not. Maybe it'll come up. Maybe he'll make it known in some kind of nonverbal way that he's interested in them titties. But you're not gonna lead with, "Damn them titties, what's up?" Right. Like it could be a one or a few times thing, but that's not gonna be your lead thing every time. That's not gonna be right. the common thing because yeah. you have to have tact. And I think this it's the same thing with us. Just because I'm dark skin and you like it, that have some fucking tact. Like with uh, with me being in the uh, BDSM leather kink community, come on, that's man. a <laughs> future episode a, coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real Caucasian driven world, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of us people of color in there in that world because I feel like one of the main things is when they when we're out, we're actually fetishized a lot. It's like, hey, I like black. I like black guys. Hey, I like dark guys. I want to be dominated by this. You, you big black stuff. You black dominant. It's like 
they lead with that and it's a constant thing. Like I'm trying to have a conversation with you. You keep talking about, oh, you big black guy, you black guy. It's like that's not how you do that and it's not attractive. Right. It's not flattering. At all. It just isn't. I'm sorry. Okay. So let's wrap it up. Last thoughts. Do you think that some of the issues you faced or witnessed relating to your skin tone have made you a stronger individual? Yeah, I do. I just feel like it just made me, well, I feel like it made me kind of mature quicker to understand that this is what you've been dealt with and you can make it work. And like dealing with that at an early age, I was able to apply it to other aspects of my life quicker than other folks I feel to my feel to my um speaking of my own story. Indeed. I would agree. Um I think growing up I was so hard on myself already about my skin tone and having what I considered little encouragement, being the quiet, reserved person until my early twenties, it gave me a thicker skin. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, dealing with bullshit, dealing with me dealing with men, period, will in a lot of cases give you a thick ass skin because men whatever their sexuality whatever they um choose to stick their dick in or allow to be stick stuck in them it's a lot of trash and it's a lot of trifling ass behavior that will force you to get get it together and have a thicker skin and i said this somewhere else uh maybe even on last week's episode i've I'm hard on myself, so I roast myself for like 20 years. So at this point, it's very little you can say that's going to bother me. Right. I'm the same way. Stuff you say to me, I haven't said to myself before. So Exactly. Because a lot of times when someone wants to come for you on something as frivolous as your skin, this shit would be so tired. You've heard it a million times. Again, they always leave with that black ass. Okay, and? And? Thank you. Now I know that your eyesight is functioning. <laughs> okay. okay. You want a cookie? You want, you want to dig a little deeper? Let's go. Right. I'm waiting for you to come for me. That's, that's not. Okay. But whatever. Exactly. So let's, let's end this on a higher note. So what are some of the love the skin that you're in tips that you would give to other darker skinned people or even something that maybe you would have some advice you would have given to your younger self? Well, Love the skin. I would say, first of all, the physical appearance. Take care of your skin. Hello. Maintain your skin. Like, moisturize. Keep it up. Like, clean it good. Because that's like the... Yes, it's dark. My thing is, you have, like, the dark skin. This is going to sound real vain and vapid and shallow, but I feel like dark skin shows a lot of blemish like blemishes and imperf- imperfections a little bit more easier mm-hmm. so you got to take a little bit more care of it you got to like moisturize you like with uh, being ashy that, that will pop up on yes, dark skin so you got to like do stuff like that also just like looking in the mirror and just like finding things you love about your skin mm-hmm. the way it shines in the in the sunlight the way it reflects the blue lights in the clubs. I don't know what Beyonce was talking about. Blue lights look great on dark skin. Well, she's not dark skin, so. 
because she was speaking for her narrative. But, but like the way light reflects off of it, the way how, the way the water looks as it beads up on it, just find like little things that you love about it. Listen, and, sorry not to cut you off, but <laughs> as far as colors concerned, and this is something that I've recently, like in the past year, have realized: vibrant, vibrant colors look amazing on us. Like look, those yellows and those very bright reds and shit like that. Jewel tones. Get you some good jewel tones. There you go. I knew emerald, it was for it. Emerald looks amazing on dark skin. Sapphire looks good on dark skin. Ruby look good on dark skin. Get you a olive looks good on dark skin too. Get you some salmon shirts. What? Salmon looks amazing on me. It will pop. It Hello. will just pink not actual fish for you raggedy shady <laughs> motherfuckers nothing. not actual fish i'm talking about the color um okay any other tips sorry i cut you off there i just had to get that out real quick no just it just it's rooted in, in confidence just like finding what works for you like this is me carrying over what i said on the big boy episode finding what works for you finding what you offer and finding what you love about yourself and amplifying that. Because once you have confidence, it'll radiate and it'll pick up. Other people will pick up on that. And confidence is one of the sexiest things. Indeed. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say my number one tip, these are in no particular order. Just try not to be so critical of yourself. I know it's difficult, easier said than done. But learning how, forcing yourself and eventually learning how to give yourself a break, I think is very critical to love the skin you're in. And that's not just a skin tone thing. That might be a weight issue or whatever, you know, maybe a disability, whatever the case may be, just learn, Mm -hmm. teach yourself not to be so critical of yourself. Another thing that I would say is look at pictures of other darker skinned people and try to replicate them like in the lighting, not, you know, be them but replicate their lighting and and like i was saying with the colors you know if they are wearing a a a bright yellow shirt find you a bright yellow shirt and see how you look because you might be surprised i think a lot of times we just don't know what accentuates our skin and what makes us look good so try some of those things and take a lot of pictures of yourself even if you don't want to or you hate them in this age everybody has a camera phone take a lot of pictures of yourself and really look at them and study them and like you said you said look in the mirror and find something you can look at pictures of yourself and Mm -hmm. find something that you that you love about your skin and eventually you will start to see yourself differently Um, Another one is try not to put so much of your personal worth into your skin tone. I know, you know, we're all about melanin and black power, whatever, and that's all fine and dandy. But for darker skinned people who who struggle with loving themselves or being bullied or anything like that, you have so many qualities. You have so many gifts. You have so many talents that you don't need to put a majority of your personal worth into the tone of your skin. Mm-hmm. And As India Ivory said, I am not my skin. I thought it was I am not my hair. 
That was the second line. Oh, uh, whatever. Mm, whatever. <laughs> I mean, not whatever, but, but you, yeah. whatever to her, not the line. The line is good, but whatever to her. Yeah, I was just kind of judging myself for quoting her, but it, it applies. <laughs> she is one of the most confident, dark-skinned women ever. Right. She's like, I'm ugly. Y'all going to face it. Y'all going to love it. Grab, Look at this skin and take it in. Right. And the funny thing about that is nobody cares. Exactly. Nobody cares. Like, no one's like, oh, she's so ugly or this, that. Like, girl, nobody cares. But that's her journey. Like, that's what she needed to do to find that confidence. And so that would be my final tip is I know it's easy for us. And as we said earlier, for someone else who told us, just be confident. I think that confidence comes from or it can't a potential place that it can come from. Let me rephrase is celebrating your, uh, your, your, your skills. Like I was saying, you have so many things to offer. If you celebrate some of those, you will be amazed how that confidence will come. Let's say you learn how to play the, you know how to play the guitar really well. I'm you, you know what? We're going to stick with India. Ari. I mean, it is what mm. it is, but I imagine learning how to play the guitar, knowing how to play the guitar, you can sing things that give you confidence because you are skilled. If you double back and incorporate that in that thing that you're you're, you don't have confidence in, i.e. your skin tone, you might be amazed how that confidence starts to wane over and you start to feel confident in your appearance. But it started from your confidence in being good at basketball or knowing how to play the guitar, knowing how to sing, knowing how to write very well. You just never know. Right. So those will be some of my tips to love the skin that you're in. I have one more. Give it to us. Don't let other people's trash ass opinions affect your view on who you are. Yes. yes. Like don't let these standards set your standard. Right. The standards that don't apply to most of the people who try to apply them to you, don't let that define you. Like the the Twitter logic and the Instagram logic, that is not that don't work in the real life. No. It's cute online, but it does not work in real life. No. Do not let that cloud your judgment in your brain. Right. Like all of the roach memes and all that kind of shit talking about dark again, like I said, usually it's younger people that do that shit. Mm-hmm. Um but, but it is it is a few of those trash individuals who never shedded that in, that um childish behavior right. and carried it on. Right. But don't let that define your reality. Don't let someone else's ignorance define your reality. That's it. My final point is shine bright like a dark diamond. Shine bright like like a black diamond. Come on. We can do that. We can do that. Okay. So that was of the conversation was as good as I thought it was going to be. I hope that someone who is darker or knows someone that's dark, I hope you guys are able to take something from this conversation and apply it and, or let someone who's struggling hear this and they hear something that helps them. We're going to wrap up the show with the queer query. Got a, got a few questions for, Oh, the excitement it was just bubbling over. Questions. <laughs> <laughs> First question. What's your favorite meal to cook? Spaghetti. Come on, spaghetti. Damn, I want some spaghetti now. I do too. But here's the thing. I am not that great of a cook. So me you're either. Only, you're only getting five meals out of me that are spaghetti, tacos, chicken tenders, 
Cajun pasta. And on a good day, if I'm feeling right and the stars align, some steak. Come through. So y'all know what y'all getting up front with Devon. Hello? If, um, if I'm trying to impress you, I will make you some spaghetti. Huh. All right. That, all that's right. my best dish. My favorite meal to cook is none. I hate cooking. I hate. I hate it. A lot of people are like, I, oh, cooking is so therapeutic for me. I'd be in a whole nother world. I fucking hate it. I'm sorry. I hate it. And that doesn't mean that I cannot cook at all. Like, I can feed myself, obviously. I mean, I'm no Bobby Flay or G Garvin or nothing, but. Ooh, G Garvin. He is. That's why I said that, because he is so fine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm sorry. Thick Daddy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He can garb in my G. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't have a favorite meal to cook because I hate cooking. I'm sorry. I just I despise it. It just it just never stuck with me, you know. My stepdad tried to teach me and like I can follow recipes, like I can cook stuff if I want to. I just don't like it. I just mm-hmm. it does nothing for me. I'd rather like, just eat. I mean obviously. I like I like throwing stuff in the pan. Like I'm more of a baker. The thing I hate about it is the cleanup. That's my Ooh, I hate cleaning up. I hate cleaning. I need to clean up right now. So you just said a word right there. <laughs> I hate cleaning up. Right, uh, you know, and I've said that before. If if I didn't have to do both, maybe I could learn to love cooking a little bit more. But all the preparation and you got to chop shit up, especially if you're trying to cook from scratch and. Mixing, when, I just, ugh. I just, it just, it's not for me. Shout out to the, to those who love that. Shout like, out to anyone who loves cooking. And if I ever end up with someone, obviously they're gonna have to know how to cook because I don't. Now I'll clean up after you cook all day. I'll wash dishes. You know, I put. I mm-hmm. like to use the dishwasher because I feel like the dishwasher's water gets way hotter than I can stand in the sink. But that's me. If you don't like a dishwasher, you don't need to tweet me about that. Yeah, I said. Well, shout out to my favorite chef, Chef Risha. Hey, Risha. She is a cooking somebody. I'm a fan of hers. She does it for fun. I I, mm. I can't relate. Now I will say, one year I did do. I made her um her macaroni and cheese. And that shit was flames. However, it was a bitch for me because I don't like to cook. It was a bitch for me to make. I was in the grocery store. She had cheeses on there that I had never even heard of. I was like, what the fuck? Pepper, what? She be using spices. Like, well, how do you, what is this? Right. Although one thing that I, uh, one thing that she said that I took to heart was you have to season every layer. Cause a lot of y'all, right. y'all don't do that. Season every layer. And I did that, and that macaroni was good. Baked me some little macaroni, had me. Mm-hmm. And I already love macaroni, so fancy ass macaroni. Shout out to you, Chef Risha. We All speak right. your name. We do. And shout out to that baby that you're getting ready to drop. Come on, Wegmans, baby. She got me in Wegmans every other weekend in my good jeans. Listen, we don't have a Wegmans down here. I don't. I don't know where to go. We have Kroger. Kroger works. I mean, it could work because a couple of times I've gone to the Kroger by my house in the middle of the day and it'd be some fine ass men in there. What you do is you go to the grocery, the, the, the best grocery store that is close to a gym. That's what you do. Huh. Let me. OK, uh, let me write that down. I'm say because then that's how Alex caught um, Trey. You know what? We're not even going to get into that. Mm, I'm just saying. <laughs> 
Next question. You find the lamp from Agrabah and you give it a rubber dub dub. What three wishes are you asking of the genie? And this is regular genie, not Jafar genie, because ain't nobody got time for that shit. Mm. What do I? The rules apply. No love, no wishing for love, no wishing for money, and all the stuff like that, right? Oh, was that a was that a rule? You couldn't wish for money. I think maybe. I know I'm the, the only thing I remember is he said you couldn't wish for someone to fall in love with you. So I guess that's and you couldn't saying. wish, and you couldn't wish, wish for somebody. For, you can't wish for more wishes. Right, and somebody from the you couldn't wish somebody from the dead. Right, you couldn't wish someone back from the witch. I don't want to do that anyway because I don't need no reanimated corpses. I am not in shape to live The Walking Dead. But so there's enough zombie media out there to to tell you that that is not a good idea. Yeah, we all gonna die. I don't care what y'all say. (laughs) Well, I will take the Aladdin approach. I will befriend the genie, Mm -hmm. and therefore wishes will not matter to me because he will do it. He will do magic. On his own free will for me. Come on, Joanne. I will wish him free, <laughs> and we will be the best of friends. And he would just, or you can make him fall in love, like I dream a genie, and do it that way too. Oh, girl. <laughs> but if that don't work, um, let's see. I will wish for success in my preferred field. Mm-hmm. I would make. Sh- I will wish for. Um, happiness for everybody that I hold dear in my heart mm-hmm. and I don't know what the last wish will be Okay, it'll be something selfish though come on selfish it's okay to be selfish every you got three if one of them out of the three is selfish that's okay real selfish I'm talking like real 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 selfish uh, let's see what would I wish for I would definitely wish for some sort of humanity getting it the fuck together I don't want to say world peace because I feel like that's not going to peace does not equate or does not trump greediness. And I think a lot of the problems in the world stem from greediness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely would have some kind of wish to get, you know, get rid of hate. You know, that's a start. I don't know if that'll cure all of our problems, but Ooh. if we could at least just get hate out of people's hearts, that's a start. You just gave me my last wish. What's that? I would wish everybody would respect everybody. Come on, there will be. There you go. That's how. That's a good way to word it. Respect and honor. Respect and honor, and nobody police anybody. Like mm-hmm. that. There we go. Um. Let's see. My second wish would definitely be for me to live a comfortable life. You know, financially, romantically, whatever. Clean. You want to add to that? Just a comfortable life where I don't have to worry about money. I don't have to worry about drama. I don't have to worry about ending up on investigation discovery. None of that. I just want a comfortable life. My third wish. Hmm. I think my third wish would be a little selfless. I would wish to be a blessing to everyone that I come across. If I can be as much of a blessing to the world as possible. So whether that's, you know, having the money to help family and friends and donate to causes that I want to donate to, whether that's just, you know, if I just have talent like Beyonce and perform and, and give people life that way, whatever, whatever it is, whatever, uh, whatever 
that is that's I would want to be able to be a blessing to others. If not mm-hmm. that, then I probably would wish the genie free and be like, "Look, <clears throat> now nah, I didn't gave you your freedom, so let's get this two bedroom apartment. You're gonna have to get a job though and pay some rent." Uh, last question: Which wizarding world? This goes back to the uh, to the come quick. Which wizarding world would you prefer to be in, and why? Charmed or Harry Potter? See, I've thought about this beforehand. Like this is this is not a new question to me. Come on. We'll start with Harry Potter. They had better magic. They had magical spells to do everything you needed to do, potions to do everything you needed to do. It was just magic for everything. My my ter- my uh, drawbacks from joining their world was they're stuck in the medieval medieval times. Listen, fucking torches and shit. Like, can we get some some electricity in central? Can AC? I get an LED uh, light bulb to do my Hogwarts homework? I'm just saying. Can I have an iPhone? Can I have some? What's the what is the um, Gryffindor common room password for the Wi-Fi? Like, I need something like that. Listen, <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, and a, another thing with Hogwarts, like they was basically sitting off their kids to their death. Like yes, you can go were. there if you die, you die. Like with and that the, was just part of the world, though. Like you could die from anything, not just you know the evil and Harry's ass. Attracting all of the evil motherfuckers that's ready to kill and maim children, but a spell could go wrong, and you you can die at school because you got attacked in defense against the dark arts class by a bogger, and you didn't do the spell right, and you're dead. Right. The tri wizard tournament. Right. Or one of the or Peeves' ass will push you off a ledge or something. Your ass is dead. Ooh, I hated Peeves. Peeves was. I'm so glad they didn't have Peeves in the movies. Anyway. Um, I think I agree because the like you said, the magic was better and I feel like there were more ways to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. They had different you know, a lot of different spells and you could you could do more. You could now granted you like I said, for whatever reason they don't believe in electricity and all of that good stuff. Uh running water. Well no, they had running water. Um but in the charmed world it just Mm. They had too many rules. You can't do a spell right. this way because of personal gain. You can't do this because the elders will take your power away. Exactly. I'm you like, took the words out of my why? mouth. Like, what is why? the point of me being born a witch if some motherfucker in the sky is gonna take my shit away because I'm not using it the way they decide I should? Who the fuck are you to decide what I should do with my motherfucking powers? What if my powers are trash anyway? Like they were giving Phoebe the blues, and I'm like, Phoebe don't even have no active powers, and y'all giving her the blues. Like, what right. the fuck? So yeah, I probably would say Harry Potter, but let me tell you this. But that active power thing, though, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that active power thing was what the one up they had on Harry Potter, because on Harry Potter you needed a wand or some other stuff to do your magic. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I think there was like a handful of people that could do magic without the wand, but the wand helped. You're right, cause shit. Somebody get your wand and snap that bitch in two. Your ass looking crazy. And then like with the wands, they gotta choose you, and you gotta bond with the wand. Like a wand is a damn puppy in the wizard world. Right, but at the same time, you don't have a limit to what you can do with your wand. Like in a charm world, you're only gonna manifest one or two powers, maybe three, mm-hmm. and you don't get any choice of what powers you're gonna get. So you could be sitting there being like, okay, I, you know, here I am with a crystal ball and shit, and you can throw shit with your mind. I'd be salty too. 
we probably could be have a long conversation about charm versus this could be a whole show (laughs) it really could but it is not we're going to wrap up this show so devon please remind people where they can find you you can find me at Deviant Onyx, D-E-V-I-A-N-T underscore Onyx, O-N-Y-X, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm easily accessible. I'm very easy to talk to, but don't get crazy. That's Keep all I'm cute. saying. Keep it cute. Keep it cute, because you will be put on mute. That's Write that down. Put that on the shirt also, too, and as well. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, remember GaySideStories.com is the hub for more information. You can always email me at GaySideStories at gmail.com. Follow and interact on social media like the Facebook page. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe if you haven't already, wherever you get your podcast. Rate on iTunes, five stars, please, if you have an opportunity and you like the product that I'm putting out. Remember to check out the Sounds of the Stories playlist. And last but not least, make sure you are sharing this podcast with others, especially with other people in the community. You know, Mm -hmm. this show is for the community. I try to be as inclusive as possible. So please, you guys help me out and share the links on Twitter or Facebook or wherever the other case may be. Thank you, as always, for listening. I know that you don't have to when you choose to carve out an hour or hour and a half of your day to listen to me talk about whatever the fuck I be talking about. So I appreciate you guys. And remember the lost commandment, thou shalt protect thy walls. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.